are you, sir? Is this yeah. gone now? Yes. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين حمدا طيبا مباركا فيه والصلاة والسلام على خاتم الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين الحاديين ولعنة الله على أعدائهم من الآن إلى يوم الدين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم وأشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد أما بعد Dear brothers, dear sister السلام عليكم ورحمة الله First I should say it's really an honor to stand right here today and I'm calling this ground right here hollow ground. It's kind of sacred ground right here. The things that have happened from here are registered with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the barakah that only He provides is forthcoming. We believe that. Today with a little short notice, we live in a complex world and a very complex time. As a human being, we haven't changed. We're still the same human being. But the issues that we're facing are more complex and more deadly, for sure. And now that we're in the first month of the new year, Muharram 1441, a month that by meaning is sacred, because of that it begs us to reflect and ponder why and what is its sacred nature. We, the Muslim world, and all of our problems and all of what we're afflicted with, we are experts in diagnosis. We have identified what we're going through. For example, where are the tyrants? Just go to Nigeria. Where are the tyrants? Go to Saudi Arabia. Where are the tyrants and the dictators? 
go to China and what they're doing to Uyghur Muslims. Where are the tyrants? Go to Kashmir and see what India is doing. Where are the tyrants? They're right, left, north and south. Everywhere we turn, they are there. We know that. But the challenge going forward and the beauty of being in the new year, if we can look at it that way, not like the non-Muslims look at New Year. When the New Year comes in for them, many of them, they go forward in the New Year intoxicated. So they're, they're inebriated. They're trying to sort out whether they're to lose weight, change their diet, change their job. And they're going through all of these thoughts drunk. For us, we're sober. We're not drunk. And we are supposed to look at the landscape of life around us, near and far, sort through it, and find out what is it we need to do. We, if we want to be responsible, after identifying all these crises areas and all of the suffering, we need to take steps to undo the pain. For example, in Palestine, who, who can speak for them? It's those of us who have a voice and relative freedom to speak for them. In Nigeria, with what has happened to Sheikh Zagzaki, who's speaking for him? Who's pointing at the Nigerian regime? We should expose them and what they're doing. And even in Malaysia, just a few days ago, when some Muslims are in a house just remembering Prophet Muhammad والسلام, as every Muslim is required to do, examine his life, sort through it, understand it, apply it, by extension his family, by extension the others who have followed in that Islamic path, what did Malaysian authorities do? They attacked the house. 30 plus soldiers attacked 30 something Muslims and arrested children, men and women. And they mentioned something else in their arrest. Not only the arrest of the people, they arrested the, the, the whole, they, they say they arrested a, the, a prayer book. They put that in prison too, a prayer book. And that's the indication right there of how savage and brutal the people are. And I was thinking, since we had so many, you know, majalis in the past few days, and we all know what happened on the 10th of Ashura, I was thinking after reading about what happened in Malaysia, I said to myself, just for this area where you had 2,000 Muslims over here, Another 2,000 over here, another 2,000 over here. Many were weeping. Many were hitting the chest, flagellation. Okay, do that. But wouldn't it have been nice if somebody would have said, we need 2,000 of us to go right up there to the Malaysian embassy, stand right in front and tell the Malaysian ambassador He's not welcome here. Just pack up and get out of here. Get out. Call his masters in Malaysia. 
because they have in their court system if they catch you practicing a brand of Islam that they don't agree with you arrested you go to court and if you are fortunate enough to find a friendly judge he'll tell you are you Muslim you say yes he'll tell you okay recite your sh your Shahada if he likes it he'll say okay if he doesn't like it he tell you you have to become Muslim all over again this is the kind of savage savagery and craziness that we're dealing with and the only way we're going to make a difference a small difference a difference that maybe we can see because difference making in a maximum way or even in a small way is not in our hands Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control of the results of what we do we just do our part how big or how small let's do our part and leave the rest to him and then we'll see the results of what we're doing but for sure nothing is going to happen if we do not come together and organize and have a mission and identify things that we can do this is very critical and important for us at this time a few years ago there was a conference right down here in Washington DC in the convention center I wasn't on the inside I was on the outside and reportedly there were 50 60 70 as they call them ulama shuyukh scholars and in one of the last uh, official ceremonies that they had all of these quote ulama stood together and they said we have each other's back we're one juyush one hand standing together saf wahid and we're going to plan and we're going to go forward mashallah and we will identify what we can do I asked one of the attendees one of the scholars who was there I said how many meetings have you had this is five or six years ago he said not one meeting no sit down no discussion nothing how is it possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the definition of khayru ummatin linnas. how can we wear that title deserve it and we don't even come together we don't discuss we don't plan we don't work together why is it that the dominant theme in today's Muslim world is not what's common but what's different what are the differences we have to change the dynamic of the theme the dynamic of the theme should be what's common. Who is the enemy? When the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Islam and the Muslim comes after Muslims, for example, if they have a sword in their hand, when they hit the head, they don't say, give me a black head. Give me a European head. Give me a Sunni head. Give me a Shi'i head give me a Sufi head give me a male head they just hit the head and they don't care and then after they hit the head and destroy the body then they go and take the resources because I looked this morning I, I was wondering about where are the resources in the world particularly in the Muslim countries why are we so poor 
Why? Where are the resources? Iraq. Natural resources estimated in the trillions. Occupied, colonized Saudi Arabia with that crooked regime and that murderer over there. They're sitting on trillions. And then you hear a brother in a khutbah a few weeks ago. He says a story that breaks your heart. He said a Yemeni man went to a clinic, a clinic with his baby, a Yemeni mother. And this mother has three or four kids. When she goes to the clinic, she showed the doctor her child. And the doctor started unbuttoning the little girl's clothes. She saw the, the little girl's rib sticking out, bruised, suffering. So the doctor told the mom, she said, why didn't you bring her here earlier? We, there's nothing we can do. We can't save her. And the mom said, I have two or three other kids. And I have very little money. If I bring the child here earlier and pay you at the clinic, I don't have the few little pennies I have to buy some food for my other children. So I have to opt to feed them, and this one has to suffer. Basically, this one has to die. And then what happened? The other two kids dead. This is in Yemen. Muslim Ummah, trillions, trillions of dollars everywhere you turn, all sorts of natural resources. We have to find a way to gain these resources back. And as one professor I heard on the radio a few weeks ago, he teaches sociology in some of these universities. They didn't identify which one. He said, I teach my students social movements. I'm teaching them social movements. I've tra traced movements like the suffrage movement of women in this country a hundred years or more before women got the right to vote in the United States in 1919 ratified in 1920 hundred years civil rights movement black people african people struggled to gain freedom and haven't gained it yet in 400 years and he said i this is what i teach my students when you're involved in a struggle you're going to lose he said i tell them that from the beginning 99 percent of your struggle you're going to lose but he, he explained it this way he said, because what you're going up against maybe is so massive and so powerful, you'll lose. But you're the winner if you can stick it out. That's the key. If you can stick it out, if you can sustain it. Because it's not going to happen overnight. So for us, we need to be planting the seeds for the change that's coming. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised it when he says in Surah I believe Al Qasas. He says, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wa nuridu anna munna ladina studifu fil ard wa naj alahumul emma wa naj alahumul warithin wa numakina hum fil ard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised that the oppressed classes, the oppressed class of people, they will gain their freedom and their dignity in this world, but it takes struggle. 
That's the only way they'll get it. And they won't get it overnight. But they will get it. And even those who struggle for it, even if they they don't get to witness it, they get the barakah for everything that they've done. Fisa billillah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Qul huwallahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yadid wa lam yulad. Wa lam yakulluhu kufuwan ahad. Sadaqallahu laliyu radim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> We are in a time, and it's always been that case, there's nothing new, in a time of action and resistance. Resisting those forces around that are trying to bring more misery and pain and suffering in the world. That's their agenda. Their agenda is called making life miserable. For others, as somebody recently said, one of these politicians, I think it was last night, somebody, one of these ten fake po politicians with the fake debate last night, said that it's something like five people or something in the United States owns 50% of all of the wealth in this country or more, which is a violation of an Islamic principle where Allah says, Kella, don't that your money, your wealth should not circulate in small circles. It has to be distributed so everybody can benefit from the intellectual wealth, the material wealth, the financial wealth, academic, anything that's called wealth is supposed to be distributed among the people to share in that. And we have to make sure that our struggle is leading in that path if we don't nothing else nothing else is worthwhile the concept of amr bil ma'roof and nahyan and munkar some ulama says without that institutionalizing good in the institutions in society and deconstructing the evil in society if we don't do that what's the what is the value of making salah what is the value of all of this siyam? It's good. It's good for the individual. What does it do in the society as a whole? It doesn't do much. It doesn't make a major difference. We have to take on the powers to be, even if it's just with our voice, with our action, whatever we can do to expose them and deal with them and prepare the young people for a role that they're going to play. One of the scholars gave, wrote a document and he gave eight pointers to young people. Eight recommendations. Three of them, I'll mention the first three. One of them is, he said, to the youth in this world, stay close to your dean. Stay close to the dean. 
Stay close to Allah. Stay close to Quran. Stay close to Islam. Stay with it. You know, I re I'm really sad for the, uh, the Muslim child who's in public school today, particularly in high school. They're telling us 25% of the high school kids in this country are smoking that, that thing that's killing them, whatever they call it. They're smoking that thing. And some of the Muslim kids are around it now. And they're, being, they're going to be dragged into that smoking orbit. And all of that corruption and all of that uh, vice and evil. They took prayer out of the public school system decades ago. Why? Because they wanted to kill the spirit of the young people and make them a prisoner of what they call intellectualism and academics while killing their spirit, pumping them with information, training them how to be a good science and scientist and engineer, send them over to the Pentagon, put a weapon in their hand, and drop a bomb on somebody under, with the title in front of their name, Ph.D. They are Ph.D. in the front of their name and mass murderer, killer on the back of their name. So the first recommendation to the young people, stay close to the dean. Second recommendation, stick with your akhlaq, build your akhlaq, build your personality, build your ethical fiber, build it. Refine it. Stick with what the hadith says. Nabi Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam wa alayhi said, Innama bu'iftu. I've only been sent to you to perfect your akhlaq. That's the only thing. Innama bu'iftu. I've been sent to perfect your akhlaq, your moral character. Work on that. And the third thing of the eight, for time's sake, he said to the young people, you need to become an expert in some area. Expertise in a discipline is very, very important. Whatever that is and whatever registers with your liking, because that's important, but probably more important is surveying the reality that we're in and making a decision of what's more appropriate and what's more necessary at that time as opposed to something else. And I have a little... It's kind of a schematic in my head that I, that's been there for a long time. It's, it's like if people go to war and you need a soldier and you need all the soldiers and somebody says, no, I want to be a baker. When you need all of the soldiers, you don't need a baker. Even though the baker can bake good and that might be to his liking, you don't, you don't need him right now. He can wait. He can do a little baking later. Which means what? There needs to be a surveying of the time that we're in. What's really needed right now? Even if we ask ourselves as a Muslim community near, far, wherever, what's needed? What, what, what are the things that make a difference? Who are the people can make a difference? Where are they positioned? This is called Islamic leadership. Positioning people for the right things to do at the right time in the most effective manner. We need this. We're, we desperately need this at this time. Finally, I'll just say that since this is the beginning of the new year, as I mentioned before, let us all pick 
a project or projects that might make a difference. So we can be in tune with the spirit, for example, of, of uh, Hajj. One of, the, one of the social realities of Hajj, when you have two, three, four million Muslims make Hajj every year, which is a small number. As Imam Asi would say here, that number should be maybe 10 million, 20 million, 40 million, who knows? If the, if the, if the uh, corrupt Saudis get out of the way, why are they going to make Hajj every year and then the next year when it's report card time, when you say, okay, social Muslims, what happened? What improved? Nothing. More refugees, more orphans, more immigrants, more homeless people, more wars. What happened? How, how come we go year after year after year after year and you don't see a difference? That means something's missing. Same case with us. We're in the beginning of the new year. We should be able to come back Muharram 1441 and look at our personal report card, our collective report card and see where there's a difference made. There are things that need to be done and we can do them here but we cannot do them individually. There are things that we can do collectively and trust in one another and rely on each other and try to do what we can to make a difference. With that said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Inna atayna kal kawthar fasalli li rabbika wanhar inna shaniyaka huwa al-abtar wa man adlamu mimman mana'a masajid Allah fihi ismu wa sa'a fi kharabiha ulaika ma kana lahum ay yadkhuluha illa khaifin lahum fi dunya khizi وَلَهُمْ فِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتوى رأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا صدق الله العلي العظيم وأكم الصلاة Allah, <laughs> <laughs>